Hello and welcome to another edition of Bills From Afar podcast. You're with me, Tim Rudge, and my co-host, Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing? How are you feeling after you've had a few more mm. days to reflect from that Jags performance? It's taken me a few days to get over it. I'm not even sure I'm over it now, if I'm honest. I think what made it worse is that obviously so many people made an effort to get to London and, and watch yeah. the game together. It felt like it felt like of all the days that they were going to mess the bed, that was not the one that we wanted to uh, experience. But yeah, I, I think it makes me nervous because the reasons that we struggled are not necessarily easy to fix with this personnel. You know, we're not going to dramatically upgrade our running back room. We're not dramatically going to upgrade our offensive line. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they're working on stuff. I'm sure it'll be better. We have seen this team play well this season at times, especially against the Chiefs, for example. But I just, I think some of these are systemic problems. Um, I think, uh, you know, Bruce Nolan made some good points in his podcast this week where he talked about, you know, when the offensive line can't block, that's then getting into Josh's head. And I think Mitch Morse mentioned something on this as well. Whereas if you don't block well early on in the game, then the quarterback starts to see pressures that aren't even there, starts to feel pressures that aren't even there. So it's like this ripple effect of, of the, the, def- the offensive line struggling, the quarterback not being comfortable, mentally not right. And of course, one of the ways to get out of that would be to run the ball and we can't run the ball partly because the offensive line isn't very good. So it's like this, this horrible cycle. And I think going into, it's weird going into the Jets game, you would think, Oh, this is not a great Jets team, but the Jets, and when it seems that seems to play us a bit harder than, than we would like, it's a classic sort of divisional rival game. I mean, last year we had that awful, field goal only uh game where we won what was it 18 to 15 or something like that yeah uh and then there was that even the, the first game of the season didn't feel especially comfortable i, I just feel like they're the team they're a team that know as well and even though they're not sort of packed out with superstars they always give us a game so actually i feel worse about going into this game than perhaps going into a team like you know play like atlanta or a, or a carolina or some of the other easier supposed games on our schedule I'll counter that by saying we haven't come up against this same team with the same coaching staff. You know, they've changed uh, head coach and their coordinators in the summer. So we haven't faced them before. So I'm sure they've got a lot of film on us. But, you know, it's not, it won't necessarily have that classic divisional rival feel in the sense that, you know, it's completely new coaching staff. It's the first time that we've faced. Uh, Robert Sulla as a head coach. Obviously, we played him last season against the 49ers, so he knows us well, and he knows how much of a torrid time Josh Allen gave in that game. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how what the game script is and how the game goes in the end, because yeah. it's hard to know ex- exactly how it will based on the fact that you know we, we, we're coming up against the Jets team with uh, new coaches and they're finding their feet. You look at their offense. Um, We've actually seen the Jets live, haven't we? Um, probably three yes. or four weeks back now. Uh, <laughs> it's not against, good. <laughs> no, it was not good. But since then, they had the since bye Mike week. Mike White came in. And yeah. Mike White came. Mike, I thought his full name is Mike Effin White, isn't it? Everyone's <laughs> saying that he needs to go to Canton. And I'm loving it. So from now on, I'm calling him Mike fucking White, okay? <laughs> but um, yeah, he's, he's come in and played, done a really good job. Like He keeps everything short, you know. Uh, and because of that, he, he relies on timing to give his playmakers optimal opportunities to create yards after catch. They're getting, since he's coming to a team, he's getting 6.6 yards uh, after contact 
per um sorry yards after catch per passing attempt and in the Bengals game where he really you know came to the forefront and came to the stage he out of his 405 passing yards that he got 277 of those were yards after catch so and his longest pass in the last three games is 26 yards and that was to Crowder and that depth of target is eight yards so a lot of the a lot of the yards that they're getting is after catch and that is very much like a 49ers yeah. you know ism yeah. isn't it yeah. we know they're Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk more last year but he's emerging a bit more this year but that's kind of the how they play, you know, the wide zone run game. Michael Carter is really coming into it, his his own now. Yeah, he's looked good, hasn't he? Yeah. He's looked really good. He's got good acceleration. He's really good in the backfield catching a ball. So he's a big threat for us. But I think as a whole, this offense um, doesn't scare me because it's a weird matchup, this, because I think like our strength is going up against their strength, but our weakness is going up against their weakness. Yeah, agreed. Do you know what I mean? Because yep, when you look yep. at the, the Jets' run defense, which was really good last season, but they were playing in a 3 4 defense. This season, they're transitioning to a 4 3, and they've not been able to stop the run, especially the last few weeks. You think Jonathan Taylor's had his, you know, had his way with them against them. Uh, Derek Henry, but everyone struggles against him. But their run defense is ranked the worst in the NFL. Yeah. Well, if there's a get right game for our run, run <laughs> offense, this is one we'd, we'd quite like to see, isn't it? Exactly. That's, that's, that's the hope. But then we've not got Zach Moss. Uh, well, we don't know if we've got him or not. We know that he's on the injury report and he's going through the concussion protocols. Yeah, I, that's it. I have a I have a sneaking suspicion they're gonna whether he's fit or not, they're gonna use this as an um, an excuse to give Matt Breed a run out and just try something different. Um, yeah. try try a bit of speed, see if we can attack the edge. It can't be much worse than the run game last week. So why not give him a go? You know, he's there on the practice squad. Um and if there's even a hint that Zach Moss isn't 100, percent then why why risk it? Um, just just try something different. Yeah, definitely. And they've got some playmakers on the outside now. Uh, Corey Davis, who we've struggled with when he's been with the Titans, another Titans connection. Um, he's played pretty well against us in the past. Uh, Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore's, you know, start. You liked him in the draft. Yeah, I did, I did. And I think he's starting to sort of tick, isn't he, a little bit in this uh, in yeah. this offense. And that's with Mike White. White. You look yeah. at the stats when uh, Elijah Moore was with Zach Wilson, and I think he only caught nine targets. You know, out of 21 targets, he caught nine catches. Um, whereas with Mike White, he has, I think it's like treble that stat line. So how much, how much do we think though that the, I mean, is it just that Mike White knows this offense better? Because I mean, Zach Wilson honestly looked like hot garbage when we saw him, didn't he? I mean, he was right in the back of his his own offensive line. He, he was missing wide open guys. He was never getting off his first read. He looked like the rawest of raw rookie quarterbacks that was horribly out of his depth. Now. I'm not, no one's telling me that Mike White's special, <laughs> you know, there's, there's no way that he's, um, he's got the tools, but, but obviously he's doing something. And, and to me, the one thing that he must be doing is he just knows this offense. Um, but it's not fun of special talent. I mean, is it really? I mean, as I said, I like Michael Carter, like Elijah Moore, but there's not a lot going on. Um, 
it's it's uh, it's limited. Let's 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 put it that way. And Tyler Croft's going to be out, um, which is the chagrin of our uh, Scottish Scottish friend Adam, uh, who loves a bit of Tyler Croft. Um, yeah, I'm not convinced still that Denzel Mims is really being the what what perhaps we all hoped of him to be. You know, in the draft, um, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't fill me with fear. Mm. It's similar to Josh Allen's rookie season in the sense that he's coming in in a hard spot. And then he got injured and he was able to sit back and watch this new uh, coaching staff and this coaching team, um, you know, watch another backup quarterback, more experienced guy, albeit he's only been in the league for four years, but he's got more experience and he's going to learn a lot from just sitting out and realising that he doesn't have to, you know, play hero ball like he was in London four weeks or so ago. Uh, it'll, it'll really uh, help him just sitting back and watching someone else play and having a bit of time on the sidelines and just get used to this playbook and everything. Because yeah. I'm a little bit concerned. Like I, I think our defense, you know, will, yeah, we we can put the safeties down low. There's no risk of uh, a deep throw being thrown uh, against us on Sunday, so we can bring the safeties up a little bit and you know keep everything more condensed. And I think just doing that will make it hard on them. I just think it's going to be, I'm a little bit worried about this offense. As, as you talked about earlier, we know where the offensive line is. We know the struggles you've got on the running game. I think though, that they will emphasize the running game as long as we aren't, which heaven forbid, you know, it won't happen. But as long as we're not like, a touchdown or two touchdowns behind at any point in this game, I think yeah. they will try and establish this run game. And I completely agree. I wouldn't be surprised if that breeder's thought uh, is brought back into the equation just to give us that other option. Um, and he was actually someone that I've got uh, as something uh, in consideration for when we do our bets at the weekend. Like I was thinking him, he'd be a really solid choice. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I'm not worried about their offense. I think our defense has played lights out all season. And um, we know how consistent they are. There's a bit of worry about a couple of people, Taron Johnson, um, Tremaine Edmonds, maybe. But still, I think the collective is so strong. And this this Jets defense, this Jets offense is is limited. Um, I think the, the big question this game is what, what kind of Bills offense turns up? Can we attack this? Not amazing secondary. I mean, I, I think they're, they're not so strong at cornerback, are they? I always worry about CJ Mosley. Um, he had a blinder against us early on in a game. Was it the se- last season, the season before? Yeah, season before, wasn't season it? Before, 2019. Wasn't it? Yeah. And then he got injured after, you know, the first quarter or something. But he was, he was absolutely killing us. And then uh, then once uh, he was out of the game, we managed to uh, establish ourselves. So he always worries me. Just I think it's uh, muscle memory. And, of course, the Shaq Lawson coming back to town, and I'm sure he'll yeah. want to make a splash. Yeah, no, absolutely. The secondary on paper, you look at it and it was arguably considered the worst like position group in the NFL. You just look at the names. Um, let me get the thing up. But Brandon Eccles was a sixth round pick. They're just This uh, draft just gone, so he's a rookie. Uh, obviously, someone that Joe Marino really liked during the draft process in 2020. Bryce Hall, he's playing really well. And just this whole group in general, they've got uh, Marcus May. He's out for the rest of the year now, and I don't expect him to play another mm-hmm. snap in a Jets uniform as he's out of contract. But just, yeah, the secondary is really underwhelming, but they find a way of, you know, stopping these big plays. And 
they, they've done a really good job so far. Yeah, and yeah. they although we didn't see against the Falcons, they didn't put much pressure at all on Matt Ryan. They they have games where the uh, Robert Sala defense and the blitzes and you know getting guys to move uh, around you know and have different matchups against the offensive linemen. Hit there, they sometimes show up and they had a big game. Uh, against the Titans, they got six or seven sacks. They have these games where they'll only have like one sack maybe and a few pressures. And then there'll be other games where they're completely all over the quarterback. So it's hard to know exactly what uh, pass rush we're going to be facing. Obviously, Quinn and Williams, he's a fantastic player. player. They've got quite a bit of depth yeah. on their D-line. You look at it, Sheldon Rankins is a really good player for the Saints. Uh, Fatou Cassie is a really good run defender, although they're not being good against a run this year. John Franklin Myers extended earlier this season. He's a good edge player, more of a speed rusher. Uh, and he's, as you say, Shaq Lawson, we all know what Shaq Lawson's about. And he might be, that, that might be difficult because if they put him on the left side of that D line and Josh is trying to bail on, you know, and scramble to the right like he always favours, mm. then we know Shaq Lawson's really good in contain, a really good run defender. So he might struggle to escape the pocket. Yeah. This okay. game. It, it's, they're going to have to scheme some stuff, but the backup plans if plan A isn't working this week. Um, I think that, you know, maybe getting Josh out of the pocket in a, in a planned way, maybe some bootlegs or something just to um, shift the matchups a little bit, open up some spaces, give the uh, wide receivers a chance to, to get open and buy himself a bit more time. We know how strong Josh is breaking out to his right, uh, scramble drills. Um, maybe we'll see, yeah, I, I quite see maybe a couple of bootlegs or something like that just to change it up. And I think they have to find a way of, 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 of running the ball. And if that means having Josh do some design runs, then he's still our, our best running back. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a, a formula out there now, isn't there, to attack the Bills, play those two safeties uh, deep. Um, you know, if you can get pressure with your, with your, um, with your defensive line, uh, that's causing us problems. And um, yeah, I think all I'm doing is hoping and praying that we have some, uh, maybe Spencer Brown back, allow Darrell Williams to shift back inside to guard. And we have some consistency back on that, uh, that offensive line because it hasn't been as bad as it was last weekend, the whole season. Um, but yeah, it's, it's frustrating to just one or two, two issues and it's a, uh, it's a uh, hot garbage. Yeah. I'm really hoping something that we haven't talked about that could be big for this offense is the return of Dawson Knox. Mm. He was limited Wednesday. We don't know the um, injury report Thursday and Friday. So there's a couple of days to go, but hopefully he's trending in the right direction and hopefully he'll be able to play because I think we miss that, you know, different ingredient to our offense. You know, it's just wide receivers only. This is what I talked about last season and how one, two, how, too one-dimensional we've become. Um, and the emergence of Dawson Knox has helped the wide receivers out. And yeah, he's yeah. become a really good weapon. And we know what he, what we, what he can bring. And I just yeah. hope he's back to add something else to this offense because... We've missed him, haven't we? Yeah, we who'd have thought we'd be saying that, you know, given previous years. But now he's, he's, he's really... Uh, I think he's really shown a lot this season. And, I think we um, both put him on our breakout list, didn't we, as players that we expected, you oh. know, to... We were hopeful. And... We were definitely hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> well, mean, he's big. He's been given every opportunity. We, we always liked him, didn't we? We always liked yeah. him as a player. We always saw on his, his splash plays, he always looked great. The issue was the drops. 
but I mean, he's really tidied his uh, his, his handwork up uh, this uh, this season. There's no two ways about it. And I think because he is a good blocker and he can slip out, um, and uh, you know, Josh can drop it off over the. Uh, the oncoming defender over his head into uh, now a catchable <laughs> catching uh, Dawson Knox it just gives you that different kind of weapon, and um, yeah, we've missed him especially of the, the slot. So fingers crossed, he's back. Is he? He's, he's limited in in practice, isn't he? I think that's what. I yeah, saw he's last. limited. But yeah. I think last week he just didn't practice, did he? Because um, of his hand issue uh, mm-hmm. and stuff. So that just him the fact he's limited is a positive sign. Uh, I think, but we got some news earlier today, didn't we, uh, on defence about Justin Zimmer, who you really like, uh, mm. being out for the rest of the season, which is really yeah, disappointing real just because we all know how critical uh, Star and Ed are to the interior of our D-line. And without those guys, you know, heaven forbid, if something happens to either one of those, you know, you're left with, what, Vernon Butler and... Harrison Phillips, well, and that's pretty thing. much it. It's not too much to say, I think, that Zimmer's our third best defensive tackle, isn't it? I mean, I know yeah, it's, it's not guys... a high bar, is it? <laughs> no, that's true, true. I know we, we play some of our defensive ends inside, but in terms of just a pure defensive yeah. tackle, um, I think, uh, I think you know, he's young and he, he, he's, shown, he's shown quite a bit and he's really good when the play breaks down. He's very mobile for a defensive tackle. So uh, we still all remember that um, that punch out against Cam Newton last year against the uh, the Patriots. Yeah. I think you already put him on the radar for most of Bill's Mafia. So yeah, shame yeah. shame about that. And, you know, we're light at defensive tackle. It has to be an area that I think we think about for drafting. Uh, <laughs> I think you and I are probably already starting to kind of formulate the priority of things, things that we need for, for the draft. But I'm not especially worried about the defense in this game. I, I'm really mostly focused on the offense and what have they learned from last week? What did the Jets see from what the uh, the Jags did that they can apply? And and can we find the answers? Because if we can't find the answers, we're going to keep getting that that set up. Um, and um, as, as you said, I think with what we saw against the 49ers last year, that was a very entertaining game. I mean, they were a bit banged up, but it, I, I have to think that um, we'll see a very tough game but I also believe the Bills will have some more answers. They, they, they are well coached and um, they're smart people and they'll come up with a plan. I'm sure of it. What's your prediction for the game? I find it's really <laughs> tough. I find it's really tough. And I was actually yeah. not, I think we'll keep the Jets to a relatively modest, modest amount of points, maybe sort of 13 or something like that, maybe touchdown on a field goal. Um, but how many will the Bills score? I'm going to go for, 24 to 13. <laughs> That's really close to mine again. I've got uh, 24 17. Really? Uh, win to the, the Bills. So, yeah. I, I mean, think, was it them. last week we were really close as well? <laughs> I think there's last three, actually. So, yeah. we, uh, for people listening, we don't we don't talk about this. We don't plan very right. much. It's probably obvious. <laughs> we just don't yeah. chat and ramble. But, um, I mean, I would love it if we put a 50-burger on them. Um, New England did this season. But it's just hard to feel super confident about this offense, given what we've seen in the last few weeks. Um, we all know that when they click, they can destroy anybody. But until we see it, it's hard to predict. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tight. Um, 24-13 is what I'm going for. Yeah, good stuff. And I'll go for 24-17. So that's good. So uh, bets. I know for markets, we're recording this Thursday evening, so there's not really too much available. But I think we've both got an idea of where we'll be looking at 
in terms of betting ahead of Sunday. So do you have any lines in particular that you'll be looking for? Well, let's let's look at the uh, the line. So the line is aggressive, I would say. It's, it's 13 and a half, I think. Uh, sorry, 12 it is now. So it's dropped a little bit. Last time I saw it, it's 13 and a half. The total points is 48. Now, given what I've just said, pretty tempted to go under on the points. I'm not going to touch the... Um, the uh, the line for the uh, for the difference between the two teams. I just uh, I want to see the Bills play like the Bills again before I do that. Um, things I'll be looking for I'll be looking for Josh Allen rushing yards um, because I think that if they can't get the the run going, then they're going to have to use him. Otherwise, they're going to be playing light boxes, um, lots of people in coverage, and I think that that's what we've what we've been struggling with. So I think they're going to use Josh Allen runs as a as a way of getting out of that. I think that Diggs has to come to the party again at some point. I mean, he, only, he was only half a, half a reception short of the line last week. Um, and I think they're going to try to go back to well, you know, go back to what, what has worked in the past, get Diggs back, back involved. Um, we're not, I don't think either of us believe, especially highly in this jet secondary. Uh, so if Josh can get a little bit more protection, assuming that the line is similar, which was six and a half points um, last week. I'll be going for the over on that, I think. What about you? Good stuff. So firstly, unders on points for the Bills, since we've drafted Josh Allen and how he's broken out the last couple of years, I never go unders on total points for the game just because we know how Josh Allen can play and we know how many touchdowns he can put up. So I never look at the over-under on points market anymore. But but Uh, look at the the games against the Jets, though. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at just the Jets. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I get it. I, I understand what you're saying, but and just I'm not generally... rooting for it either. And I'm, I may no. back out of this idea, but it just in terms of what we've seen, I don't know. It's a, it's, it. it yeah. I think it's going to be tight on what what Vegas thinks. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of a spread, I completely agree. I'm not going to be touching any type of spread, whether that's first quarter, first half, fourth quarter of a full game spread. I'm not touching it based on what's happened uh, <laughs> last week against the Jaguars. They have to, I have to regain some trust in this offense and hoping that this uh, run game can get going before I'm like, okay, yeah, that means uh, Josh will have a bit more well, opportunity in a, maybe a passing game. You know, it's probably not a big surprise to anybody, but the way that Tim and I probably look at bets as we try to look at game plans, where strengths and weaknesses, where can we exploit weaknesses in our position and so on and so forth. And then um, sometimes there's obvious places where you go, well, actually, they're not very good at defending deep. Maybe we'll go, you know, higher on um, uh, digs yards, receiving yards, for example. You know, we can yeah. see our, where our strengths match up. I think the problem is, is that what we've seen traditionally is Bill's strengths have been really weakened in the last few weeks. We've seen them play a lot of bad quarters. And so it's harder for us to look at um, and see obvious uh, standout differences. And the way that the markets tend to work is they tend to lose a lot of averages. Um, and, and then they use that as the starting points. And so um, you might look at the markets this week and think, oh, well, they've been pretty confident about the Bills, given the fact that they've just you know, struggled against the Jags. It's because they're looking at the season as a whole which, you know, they know way more than we do. And what their, their judgment will be that the Bills will regress back, will, will progress back to the, a more of an average performance level. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's hard to believe in some of that sometimes. And I, I try, we try and look a little bit deeper and, again, not necessarily blind out the Jets very often. Mm. And that's why this comes on really nicely to 
I'm going to go back to basics. I'm not looking at over-unders on points or, or, or the spread, etc. I'm looking at the player and overs-unders. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at Mike White par, uh, passing yards unders because you're most... He's had he's raised yeah. his floor so high. I'm thinking that the bookie's going to see one. that and think, well, he's put up these numbers. I think it's 700 passing yards in two games. Yep. He's going to you know, pass a similar amount. And we know this Bills defense... Didn't he have a 400-point 400, 400 uh, yard game? Didn't he yeah, that? it was against the Bengals, 405 yards, yes, and then against the Colts. Yeah. Well, he got injured in that game. I can't remember which games he's... who he's faced against. It was Colts, and then there was another one. I can't yeah, so, remember. Um, Patriots, Patriots uh, Bengals, okay. and Colts. And okay. he's averaging 233.7 yards per game. But yeah. in that, he did have a 400-yard game. So, so, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to look at. We and know... obviously against, um, who's the last opponent for the Jets? Uh, the Colts. Uh, Colts. He was taken off in the second quarter, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to, basically, his average for passing yards is going to be, you know, pretty high in the bookies, you know, um, for in their thinking. So I think the line's going to be quite high. And we know this Bills defence, therefore I'm going to bank on the lower. It's coming quite nicely. I saw Trevor Lawrence's line was 200-something yards and obviously he got 118. And some of that was because he was taken out for a drive, I think. But, um, you know, that's that's something I'm looking at. I think at. the other thing is that that Jets offensive line is not amazing, is it? I think it might be one of no. the weakest in the league. So we have to fancy our chances of getting rid of a bit of pressure on Mike White. Um but he throws the ball out quicker. So he because he's looking for these dump offs and these short passes, yeah. I think we won't get too many sacks this game, but hopefully we'll pressure him and make him uncomfortable and that'll throw his rhythm off. Uh, that's my hope anyway. But um, yeah, so the other one that I'm looking at, the other market is running back. So we talked about Matt Breeder. I wouldn't mind seeing what his what, odds what are for yeah. any time touchdown just yeah. now like I, I might look tomorrow when the markets come out but just anticipate it's anticipating where would you guess his his yards well, say, say his yards line is uh, I mean just quite a bit catching out the backfield doesn't he sometimes from that breeder but um rushing yards well what would you but where where if you were the same in the market where would you set the line um uh, probably late twenties, just because got, we have be nothing to base on, have we? Yeah. No. Yeah, about thirty ish maybe, yeah. 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 I'd be looking not necessarily over unders on him because he's the second running back. They don't tend to have that market available on the bookmakers I use. But I'll be looking at touchdowns, anytime touchdowns, you know, first mm-hmm. touchdown, two touchdowns. I don't expect him, obviously, to score that, but just thinking back to Zach Moss and the fact that they had him at stupid odds because he was inactive the game before, that breed has been inactive for the last four or five games. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking we we know that he might play if Moss is out. Or, yeah. Well, it's likely he will play if Moss is out. So he's got that opportunity there. So it might be worth just really low value, but really high reward, potentially. I suspect the, uh, the bookmakers will see you coming on that one. <laughs> and then I'll let you get that again, but let's see. Maybe uh, not. 50 to 1. Maybe not, but it's yeah. worth keeping an eye out. And then just Devin Singletary, because he's going to be our main running back if Moss is out. So if his line is, looks like he's a running back too, which has been about, oh, it's been in the 30s, it's drifted a bit, but mm. about 34. I'm thinking if it's, that for then and I think with the emphasis in trying to run the 
football because we've not played well. I just think that that'd be a good market to look at just because if they've set his yards as a second running back, then there's more opportunity there for him. Yeah. Therefore, you know, you know, know. It, it's good value to me anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, happen, you're, but... you're absolutely right. It might be good value. Fantastic. So, yeah, well, yeah. we will, as always, tweet out whatever we come up with on our bets probably on uh, on Sunday. Uh, for those of you who want to take a look and see how we perform, we had a, a bit of a bad week last week. But um, I think, Net, I'm still up, and I think you're definitely up. because I'm, uh, I'm definitely up, but I did yeah. withdraw after that Zach Moss win. So <laughs> I am down since I've done that. Yeah, so that yeah. needs to come back up. Can I just make one more point before we wrap up? Um you know, when you set up the start of a, a podcast and the introductions about the UK Bills meet and the fact mm. that it was a really good day, but fortunately, the, clearly the performance and result wasn't what we all expected. I'm hoping this isn't like the, the Manning cast uh, curse or the Manning curse or anything well, like this. Anytime because, people get together, it, yeah. Yeah, the, the big meets I'm talking about is yeah. the Texans game. We all know how that went in the playoffs a few seasons ago. And then the next meet was this Jags meet. So I'm hoping whenever we, yeah, I'm I'm hoping whenever we do one of these big events, we'll win. (laughs) So fingers crossed. For for more of Tim's Ooga Booga, uh, tune in uh, (laughs) next week to hear what we think of the Jets game. Um, Yeah. I mean, actually a point on that. I mean, obviously we went with the to the Moortown Bell on Sunday, uh, this Sunday back to normal service um, in the uh, Fitzrovia Bell. Not sure if I can make it yet. Um, I've been down a few times, but um, we'll have to see about Sunday um, because I've got some other family stuff to do because in week on Saturday, I should be heading stateside. And um, for anybody listening in the New England area, um, expecting to be in Boston on the Sunday when the uh, the Colts game is on. So going to check out the uh, Boston Bills Backers Bar um, before I head on down to, to New Orleans and, uh, and for the Thanksgiving game. So looking forward to that. So you might have a slightly uh, unusual set of Bills from Afar podcasts coming up over the next couple of weeks as as uh, time zones for me change and uh, and uh, availability is not quite so straightforward, but keep your eyes out. Um, get down to the Fitzrovia Bell if you're in the London area. It's always a good group. Obviously, any of you that came down already on Sunday will we'll know how uh, how good uh, everyone is to talk to and it's how nice it is to watch all the Bills fans, even when we get a bit of a pasting. Um, yeah, you can get in touch with us if you like. Uh, we are Bills from Afar at gmail.com if you want to email us or on Twitter, Bills from Afar or individually, I am Charlie underscore sports and he is Tim Rudge 90. Um, so yeah, until probably Monday, you'll hear from us next with our review from the Jets game. Uh, go Bills. Go yeah, Bills. <laughs>